Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Sound Sisters. I'm your host with the most, Drea Doll, aka Drewow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here with my lovely ladies. Say hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Angela Rose Red. Gabby Chaos. And tonight, today, this episode, we're going to be talking to Phoenix Psychobilly Band, The Limit Club. They're going to be in here telling us about their new record coming out on Phantom Cat Records. They also have a release show. What is it? September 15th mm-hmm. at the Rebel Lounge. Um, so we're going to be talking to them about that, about band history. Who's in the band? What's going on with the band? Is the band touring? You know, all that band drama that we <laughs> discussed in previous episodes. So looking forward to that. Um, fun fact, I've known Ferratu since... I was maybe 18, oh, so shit. me and him are fucking old, so we go way back. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've kn- maybe you've known him before he was a Ferratu, you know? Maybe. What, do you, what do you call a baby vampire? <laughs> <laughs> little bat. A l- oh, little, yeah, there you go, a little bat. He was, little he was bat. just a little Ferratu. He was a little bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it'll be good to talk to them, see what's going on. Um Let's do it around the room, guys. Uh, Angela, what's going on with you? Oh, not much. I spent the weekend doing lots of organizing, purging of things. Uh, we're rearranging our house. Uh, uh, we're kind of limited in our space, so my husband, Enrico, and I are combining spaces, like his music space and my art space, <laughs> just because that's oh. lack of room, pretty much, but it's more yeah. like one side of the room is his, the other side of the room is mine type right. of deal. But it's more so so while he's creating, I could be in another room and vice versa. But, I mean, I still, I require him, myself, to still have, like, a guitar stand in the other rooms. <laughs> Just right. Because so, he's always picking up guitars and doing stuff, and that's the way I like it, you know, because if he's not creating and I'm not creating, things aren't harmonious yeah. in either one of our souls. So we definitely encourage that with one another, but... One of the many things I uncovered during my purging state was a couple crates of old band t-shirts. Nice. Right. I know. I, I, I kept them with hopes of finally making that band t-shirt quilt. You know? Yes. Everyone I, talks about that, right. right? I have a bucket in my room. Right. Oh, right. oh cool. <laughs> I'm not the only one. And, and everyone's like, why don't you still rock them anymore? It's all because I've changed in size, people. <laughs> and some of them are kind of faded. And you may not be able to tell what the logos are. But I fucking know what they mm-hmm. are. And I'm not getting rid of that shit. Wait, so are you going to quilt or are you going to like send it somewhere to get it quilted? Oh, no, I'm going to I'm going to quilt, but I got to yeah, I got to perfect my sewing skills. I mean, I I do pretty good mean, you know, hand stitching, dental floss. stitch. Yeah, I mean, I do have right. I mean, I do. I do have an antique sewing machine my mom got me. So I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to go to the source. I think there's not one episode where I don't refer to my parents. God, I love them. But anyway, <laughs> she's going to teach me how to quilt. Although she did tell me she tuned in and she listened. Oh, she, was, she was okay with it. She's like, it seems kind of slow. I'm like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> but on the flip side, my niece and my nephew, who I, you know, tried to coach them into punk rock, you yeah, know, throughout yeah. their life, that I got this random text message for both of them. 
that said hashtag stop sucking your own dick. And I'm all, oh my God. <laughs> I'm all, <laughs> what does that mean? Please tell me. And they're like, and they started, they both, Simon Chess, they were laughing. They're like, we just like listened to all four of your episodes on your podcast and it's fucking rad. Nice. Yeah, so they totally dig it. I mean, my one nephew's in the Marines, he's in another state. My other niece, she's, she's, into photography, into all kinds of stuff that nice. I'm into. So, I mean. Hashtag. Yeah, hashtag stop, <laughs> stop sucking your own dick. But long story even longer, if I was to stop doing this podcast tomorrow, I'd be happy because my niece and nephew thought, thought it was cool. So Awesome. You know? Well, awesome. did you realize what the sucking your own dick reference was? <laughs> or, did, or did it take you a minute? You were I like, think they were the just fuck? like, just like, stop. I don't know. They just like saying random shit yeah. to me. You know, well, I should question them. Robert, Jasmine, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and then were you like, oh, yeah, shame hole. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it was or... I don't know, but regardless, they got stoked on your Joan Jett uh, pick. Uh, oh, nice. When, uh, Jasmine was younger. We had a little dance that we used to do to that because it was the theme song for Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. And then another funny story about Robert was when he was like 12, he was listening to Dropkick Murphys with me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Aunt Angela. He's like, are they saying, kiss me, I'm fuckface? <laughs> For one, don't oh, God. <laughs> cuss, but I was laughing while I was saying it. And I'm like, no, it's kiss me, I'm shit-faced. So, you know, there's the difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're coming. They'll the f- be here in like yeah. two weeks or whatever. I know. Are you going to go? I really want to. I mean, it's also with Floggy Molly, too. Right. I have this thing for Irish punk music. I can't stop. Won't stop. It's the pasty, partial Irish part in me that needs to go. Yeah. But how about you guys? Are you going? Uh, I don't know. <sighs> I saw the ad today, and I was like, I don't know. It's pretty close to my house. Oh, so, that's right. You know, maybe. Maybe. Maybe we can snap some photos. I've been seeing you doing lots of photos yeah. this past weekend, Gabby. Let's I'm talk tired. about that what shit. What happened? Yeah. Um, I went on vacation, and I, all I could do was four days of not doing anything. So you couldn't just, even do a day. You were on, you were on the damn I phone know. doing sound sister work. I'm like, dude, put put your phone down, man. <laughs> I was getting put emails. I had to take care of that shit. Uh, yeah, I drove home. Was it six hours, seven hours? I don't know. I was somewhere in fucking Utah, Lake Powell, way up north. And then I got home. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the show because I've been doing nothing for four days. <laughs> and that's that's it. What show was that? Oh, or? yeah. Uh, it was the Left Alone show and the Phenomenauts. And it was... Interesting. Yeah, props to you, dude, because Yucca Taproom is really hard to photograph. I was proud of you. You had some (laughs) really awesome shots. And then I saw you (sighs) photographed a model, too. Yeah. I don't know how shit happens. It was great. I'm so proud of you, dude. Thank you. Dude, if I came back from vacation, I'd be like, I'm not doing shit. I know. Gabby, I like to keep keep busy. Gabby's like, I'm going to do two photo shoots. (laughs) Well, I kind of forgot about her. And she messaged me on, like, Saturday or Friday. I'm like, fuck. And it's like, I don't have anything free for, like, the next month. So I'm like, all right, well, it's it's now or never. So that was great. How was it shooting with a model directing? Because I know that's something. Were you like, yeah, work, turn, (laughs) give me your best. Yeah. Uh, Work it, work your hair. Work, work. Work. Was it like that or not? Uh, I've done shoots like that with Summer. I was fucking bending over on the floor, like, being a 
just for angle funny. purposes yeah. you weirdos out there that <laughs> yeah. might be thinking other things no well, she's like a professional model actress so yeah. she like I was just shooting. She was like posing and like doing her own shit. She's like, just let me know when I can start. And I'm like, okay. Those are so, the best. I was like, all right. Oh, I remember shoot. one of my first, actually, it was with you guys photographing <laughs> the guys. Oh, here we go. We're yeah. in a studio. And then all of a sudden, I'm like setting up and I've, I've photographed models like over the years, but you know, I was still very green when it came to doing studio band photography right. work. And then you guys all looked at me. So what are we going to do? And I'm all, fuck, <laughs> I have to tell them what to do. So yeah, I definitely yeah. researched before, even, even though I feel more confident, I'm still, I don't want to copy other photographers. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, Oh, we're going to do exactly that. But right. you can get inspiration, you know, on yeah. different aspects and, refresh yeah. your memory on ways. I think that was the first thing I when I walked in there I'm like I don't know what I'm doing and I only shoot bands so I had to get that like right off like I'm not some fucking fancy photographer I'm just, just here doing practice you did a great job <laughs> so, thank you was that was that her lighting setup or was that, that was yours mine. Yeah. that's great yeah I saw yeah. that you had like a little strobe or something did you add some more equipment um, to your setup or no. I think that was the flash from the camera. Oh, cool. So you set it up out. on the ground, and then you just kind of... Uh, no, I think it. I just... There was a bucket. There was a bucket. <laughs> just Because we were doing some overhead shots. She was just down with it. She was, <laughs> she was rolling on the floor, and I'm like, all right, I'll take some pictures of you rolling on the floor. So we found a bucket. Nice. No, they were really good. Thank I'm you. super proud of you. Thank you. Gabby, Gabby. I was yeah. waiting for your... Comments. So what's, uh, what's wait 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 on? hold oh, on sorry hold on, my bad hold on sorry I'm too excited I, know, I had a bunch on. of caffeine before I got her wait wait wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> God damn it Angela no I wanted to ask uh, Gabby you you kind of mentioned uh, when you were up at the lake you were hearing mm-hmm. some weird shit oh, at night man. let's get into that a little bit oh fuck dude. <laughs> Apparently, there were coyotes, but I don't think they were. Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard, like, coyotes fucking screaming, but it sounds like women being fucking murdered. Did a ghost try to fuck you? Maybe. (laughs) I hope you're wearing your cute panties. (laughs) Felt something touch my butt. Um, So, yeah, like, I think this was the second night or first night, and usually when I sleep somewhere and I get woken up, I don't know where the fuck I am. So, the window's right here. Uh, right next to me and all I hear is fucking screaming but not just one scream it was like 10 different screams and like just like women screaming and I'm like and I wake up I'm like what the fuck where am I what the fuck am I supposed to do like is someone being murdered outside um and then it kind of just went away and then the dog like came and even the dog was scared I'm like we're gonna die right now (laughs) 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 like holding each other in fear sound sisters live on (laughs) go on yeah she's all writing her her like freaking video save yourselves (laughs) I don't know what it was and like I I usually like Blair Witch yeah thoughts from (laughs) you should have did a video dude (laughs) (laughs) while it was happening I'm Facebook sorry. Live. Fuck, die. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, cause um, there was campers like right next to each other, so I thought I'm like, I is the next people getting murdered? Like, should we go look, uh, like, or should I just lay here with the dog? <laughs> like, uh, so I just did the safe thing and laid there with the dog. <laughs> I didn't even look out the fucking window. I just try to like go back in my covers and 
apparently that's i have i haven't looked up the coyote sound i would say if you can let's try to find a clip of coyote screaming at night and let's (laughs) plug it in here so people can hear okay (laughs) something to similar to what you were hearing that night i I kind of want you it was to make the noise it sounded yeah what did it it sound like come on gabby (laughs) what did it sound like it was like women screaming but lots of them I can, I don't know. Dude, like, I'll I'll do I'll do it with you if you start. Then maybe we can mimic it. Come on. It was you like weren't a, like, Lada, Yorona. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because we were like, hey. there was like a little hill down there. Like shit could hide over there. And like, and you was, were you were by water, dude. So I like, was. So that could have been. But it was like ten, thirteen women screaming, fucking getting murdered. A, I don't know. Lerona That's some there, shit, Lerona, dude. Murder, murdering her children. Maybe there's a lot of kids out there. <laughs> fucking drowning him yeah but the dog was scared too so that made me scared i'm like dude we're gonna die <laughs> but was he scared because you were scared no like well i heard the screaming and it kind of woke me up and i was freaked out and then i all i see is like the little dog come fucking running from the other side of the camper mm-hmm. jumps in bed with me and i'm like oh fuck what's happening and like my dude and the great dane they were fucking passed out they didn't fucking move oh, at so all. you was you and pickles yeah, trembling me together. and pickles fucking <laughs> trembling on the side on the other side of the bed by the window and i mean they went away as fast as it fucking scared the shit out of me but yeah. apparently it was coyotes whatever i think it's bullshit <laughs> God damn coyotes. God, their yeah. sexual ways <laughs> <laughs> I did see a lot of shooting stars, though, and so we're moving shit in the sky. Did you make some wishes? Maybe. Wait, weird moving shit? Like yeah. what? Like, yeah. too big to be a shooting star? Uh, no, like, it was moving, like, shit moving. And my, my dude was like, oh, it's an airplane. I'm like, there's no lights flashing lights on airplanes. Because you could see the airplanes and there were flashing lights, but these were just, like, moving swiftly through the sky. Like, lots of them. I like um, how Drea went straight so. to... What kind of lights are the UFOs? I'm all, did you make a well, wish? Were, did you make a wish? <laughs> that was a long-ass wish, because that thing went fucking across <laughs> the fucking sky. Multiple. I wish those coyotes would right. stop fucking. And it, was, and it was every night, you know, so it was like, okay, that's cool. I'm going to die out here in the fucking middle of nowhere. <laughs> she died doing what she loved, watching UFOs. <laughs> And spooning her pup and spooning pickles. Dude, that was, it was terrifying. I hope you guys never wake up to that. Because, well, one, you don't know where you are, and two, you don't know what's happening out there. So What what was your dude doing? Was he scared, too? Did he wake up? No, he was sleeping. Slept through the whole fucking thing. I don't know how. What if that was all in her mind? And the plot... <laughs> would it be the first time? <laughs> and the plot thickens. Yeah, well, you no. weren't drunk or anything, right? You were just... No, I was yeah. just, just fucking middle of the night. It was like 3, 4 in the morning. And Fuck that. 3 in the morning? Yeah, that's, nope. that's when shit happens, man. I know. Nope. That's yeah, that's I, the hour. It is. It is. And I usually sleep with earplugs in and I forgot them. Oh, sure man. shit. Fucking murder scene out there. So... Well, I'm glad that you're still here with us. <laughs> weren't taken by the coyotes. The screams. When I went camping last time, there was another fucking scream. Remember, I um, went camping last year or something, and I heard a fucking women scream, like on top of the hill. <laughs> That's. It's the. Say your name again. What is it? What? Which name? 
the forest, the the, 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 the yeah yeah. Oh, Yorona. I didn't I didn't want Yorona. a white girl trying to say it. Right. I mean, I did I did study and like Yorona. yeah the the folklore in one of my um. That's what I'm saying. She was by water. Yeah. She was by water. Yeah, by water that first the other time though. No, we're in the woods the other time. Okay, Sasquatch. but this time she was by. I literally she was literally was by water, like a hundred feet away from the water. Fuck that. But uh, we'll, we'll have to. I want our listeners to comment on this episode and let us know what you think. <laughs> screaming coyotes. The screaming was coyotes. it screaming coyotes? Was it? Pavelinas. I don't fucking know what's out there. What are your thoughts? <laughs> let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let us know. Or leave your own experience. And you then, and then we get comments from 13 random ladies. Nope, we were just banging. On that note, how's it going? How's it going, Drea? So let's see. Uh, I went to the Eagles concert on Friday with my parents. Nice. And uh, I forget how much production and work actually goes into like a huge concert right. like that, you know, because we're so used to just going to our punk rock venues and the band mm-hmm. setting up and then just fucking playing, you know actual arena concerts you know they have some fucking money to like spend on the stage and the Mm -hmm. lights and the screen so it it was legit grant you know glenn fry's dead um so they actually had his son fill in for him and he that actually kind of made me like shed a tear i I just got chills damn but uh he was really good he yeah he i mean those are big shoes to fill but to be up there singing songs that your dad wrote, you know, 30 yeah. years ago and just that's yeah, yeah. It with his band. Like, that's fucking cool. You it know? Is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's huh. hard enough when like one member passes away and then it's like, do we go on? Of course, usually that musician right. is like, they would want me to go on. But then the replacement, it's always weird. Mm-hmm. People don't want they feel like they're betraying the original person if they like it. But if it's a spawn yeah, of the person right. that passed away. Yeah. That gets it on a whole nother level, I feel. You know, because right. it's part of him. He's still up there, even, you know, through yes. his son. Yes. Yeah. It's not him, but it's his son. Um, yeah. That was really cool. And they had uh, huge screens behind them, which mm. were needed because we sat in the nosebleeds. Mm. And those were, nosebleeds were $100 tickets just to sit Whoa. up there. And wow. Uh, this I'm telling you guys, it was sold out. It was a sold out concert. That's how crazy this was. It was a bunch of um, old schoolers, old hippies, you know, different scene, but still cool to see it with my parents and just didn't enjoy that. I knew, okay, they played 25 songs. I knew 23 of them because of the fucking radio. Hmm. Literally. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. It's one of those bands that. Everybody knows. Yeah. Some some people don't know that that's the Eagles. So, mm. twenty three songs. I bet if I played those twenty three for you, you guys would yeah. be like, I fucking know every song you've just played. Right. Like, that's all crazy. But um, <laughs> Friday this Friday I'm gonna go to Nine Inch Nails and I'm looking forward oh. to that. I'm gonna go goth stomp a little bit. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Trent Reznor. Dude, that gets me. My high school heart yeah. hurt was my total sad girl emo high school anthem. Yes. Yeah. I loved it. Although. I do like Johnny Cash's version better, which is really hard to say when, I mean, I loved that fucking song. It was back when it wasn't really known. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you pull out the album cover art and you search through the songs and you memorize the songs and you're looking at all of the pictures and whatnot. And I just loved that song. And then when uh, Johnny Cash did his cover, his last album with all the covers, 
I mean, I still can't listen to the song, let alone watch the video without crying. And that's really difficult for someone to do a cover that you love so much and feel that it's better. But I mean, I think it's probably two different songs. It's different meanings. It's different feels. I just, it's great. Yeah, no, that Johnny Cash cover is, is, is good. I don't know. Yeah. And that video, oh, kills me. And I think that was right after June died too. Yeah. Well, it's Johnny Cash, man. He's a badass. He was a badass. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, he still lives on in my... Uh, there's he lives on. Yeah. I'm like, he lives like, on. He's not, he's, he's not dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. So looking forward to that Nine Inch Nails concert. We're going to got stomp a little bit, you know, reunite with the old schoolers there, too. Different kind of old school, though. Um, I've been finding myself listening to a lot more post-punk music, hmm. like Bajas and The Cure, like early Cure. Yeah. Um. So this, I'm like, all right, cool, let's do it. Like, fuck it. When am I ever going to see Nine Inch Nails? Seriously. I'm, I'm bummed that I didn't get tickets. I, I couldn't afford them, but because I've never seen them live. Yeah, those were those were expensive, too. Yeah. I'm sitting down on the lower section, and there was like 125 a ticket plus fees. So I ended up paying over 250 for two tickets. So Trent Reznor, if you're listening, you better make it worth it, baby. Because it's my first time seeing you. <laughs> Takes me back to my lunchbox purse wearing, you know, when you used to rock oh, a God, you lunchbox instead of a purse. <laughs> That's right. What up? And I cut out like little pictures inside the lunchbox to customize it. Yeah. Shout out to all the dark and mysterious girls who rocked a lunchbox bag. What is it? What do you, a I, lunchbox I, purse, I guess? Well, it was, it was like with the metal lunch bo- yeah. boxes and, and you use them as purses, which I still. Did so, you ever put your lunch in it? Never, never put my lunch in it, but I still have some of them and I just kind of keep concerts. It's like time capsules for me. I keep concert stubs and different like weird jewelry I used to wear back in the day. I know I'm a hoarder and I need to stop. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's cool. I remember chicks used to rock those all the time in high school. I think inside one of the lunch boxes is some dog collars. So if you need to wear it, you borrow it for the Nine Inch Nails concert while you're gothing it up i got you girl can i borrow that <laughs> i need to look like i fit in i got my doc martens i just need a dog collar i got you all right cool all right let's ro- let's uh roll into the punk rock news segment here on sound sister podcast up first we've got tsunami bomb releasing first new music in 14 years and they've got a new record into works um love tsunami bomb in high mm-hmm. school was stoked on take the reins yeah i'm not sure how I feel about this lineup, you guys. It's only three original members, and it's not Agent M singing. To be honest, I have not listened to it. I haven't lineup. listened to it yet. So. Okay. Yeah. Keep an open mind, though, right? Oh, yeah, right, for sure. Right, open yeah. mind. Just Like we were just saying, you know, how do you replace the original singer with yeah. someone new? It's rough. It's rough, you know? Yeah. So go ahead and uh, I know they released two songs uh, to their mail list recipients hmm. haven't had a chance to hear them though i'm sure you know, they'll be uploaded to hopefully spotify or youtube or mm. something like that um next year on the list we've got keith morris mike watt flea chip kinman and more announced massive spoken word show on october 7th a large group of early west coast punkers will join together for an extended spoken word show it's called war stories tales of 70s and 80s punk mayhem told by the perpetrators themselves it's going to be at the roxy in la musicians speaking include abby travis who was in the love dolls the go-go's kmfdm 
Chip Kinman, who was in the Dills, the Rank, Rank and File, and Blackbird, flee from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, Dave Catching, Tex and the Horse, Horseheads, The Modifiers, Eagles of Death Metal, Jennifer Finch from fucking L7, Keith Morris out of Black Flag, Circle Jerks, and Off, and Mike Watt of the Minutemen. Uh, yeah. And it says, and more. So who knows? Who knows the possibilities of fucking old L.A. punk rockers talking at this thing? Um, I'm, yeah. for one, hoping that they do this more dates out of state. Yeah. yeah out absolutely. of California. I was about I'd to fucking say, love to see it. Uh, it sound it's sister so road then. trip. Is that what we're saying? Uh, Damn. Th- that's what I'm saying. When is it October? So this one's October 7th at, in L.A. at the Roxy. Um, again, if they don't tour, maybe they'll do a DVD. Hmm. Something like that. Because I would love to hear it. Yeah. Um, Keith they Morris, have to. They yeah. have to. That's history in the making right there. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, Keith Morris is just such a good storyteller. And mm-hmm. honestly, hearing from Flea about being an old punk rocker. What was he in? He was in that movie, um, Suburbia. Yeah. I think he was in Fear for a little mm-hmm. bit. He was in Son-in-Law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was in Son-in-Law. You're right. <laughs> you pick it. Ass ticket. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you would drop a Polly Shore movie right now. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. I'm next here. I wanted to do something a little bit different. Motorhead Road Crew American IPA. It's a new beer that came out, brewed by Arcadia Brewing Company out of Kalamazoo, Missouri. This beer is 6.2 alcohol by volume and cost about $13 a six pack. Um, I'm personally not into IPAs. I think they're too bitter for me. But um, I thought it was cool they're doing a fucking Motorhead beer. That's rad. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting seeing all these bands coming out with different beers and stiffs. Did you have a chance to try the No Effects beer? I did not. But did I'm not a big either, beer no. beer drinker. Did so. you I'm, not, I'm not a big IPA fan either. Wasn't it an IPA or whatever the fuck it was? No, I think it was it was an IPA. It was an IPA. I'm not see. I'm not into IPAs. All right, and last here on our list, we've I did pick another vinyl. Uh, I think I'm gonna do that every episode if you guys don't mind, because I, like I said, like I like co- collecting eclectic vinyl. Um, so I did find that Earache Records is going to reissue the Misfits' first album, Walk Among Us. It's, it's gonna be a repress. There's not gonna be any bonus material on it, but mm. you know, still. Coming out with it's that. It's one of my favorite Misfits albums. Album. Yeah, one hell of my yeah. Favorite albums for sure. I feel like the Misfits are one of those punk bands where you, it's like one of the first bands you get exposed to, and you're either in or you're out for sure. Yeah, agreed. Um, it's interesting. Uh, do you guys come across bands that you didn't know that you knew until later down the road? Um, what do you mean? Like for instance. No, for instance, uh, I remember when I was trying to get more into punk rock music and I remember seeing the addicts and uh, just the makeup and everything else. And I was like, I know I've seen this when I was a kid and it wasn't like Clockwork Orange. I knew I saw and the the music sound familiar. I don't know where I was exposed to it, but I, I'm talking about like I was a kid, kid, like oh, like a little kid, little little kid, because oh. I it just kind of brought back this memory. I'm like, who the fuck did I know who liked punk when I was a kid? Yeah. Do, do you guys ever have that where you're you get older and you're like, fuck, I remember liking that when I was a kid, or oh, I didn't <laughs> know you know what that was until you're older. It was probably a movie. Um, 
when I first moved here, I was like seven. No, I was probably eight. I saw uh, SLC Punk for the first time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have no idea what the fuck, like, what the hell it was, but I thought it was cool. I didn't understand it because I didn't know English, but I thought it was cool. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Oh. So yeah, eight-year-old Mexican kid watching SLC, SLC Punk? Punk for the first time <laughs> ever. So great. You didn't Mind know that man. that was your future. That yeah. was like a window then, into your future. Right, right until later on, you know, I was probably like old, like 17, 18. I rewatched it. I'm like, oh. So, Understood what was going I, on. I get yeah. it. So can we backtrack <laughs> a little bit? Because I know you've talked on this before that you you came to the United States at what age? Was it eight? Uh, like seven and a half. Yeah. Seven and a half. Yeah. So how long did it take for you to be fluent in English? My whole life. <laughs> well, my whole been here 20 years uh i mean i still sometimes question my sometimes i can't pronounce things um but Our conversations uh, are starting to make sense right <laughs> kidding. <laughs> kidding no i just find uh, that i just find it so fascinating man right. i just like your story inspires yeah me in so many different ways and it's just so great to see how far you've come like as a person just in the time i've known you mm-hmm. but then when you talk about where you came from right I know there's people out there that can identify with where right. you've been. I mean, yeah, I didn't know English, but, you know, music was... I've always had music in my life. and yeah. Fucking universal language. Yeah. You know? So what about you, Drea? Any sort of stories where you were like, damn, I like that shit when I was a wee little Drea? Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was a little old. <laughs> a little less. A little old. Um, <laughs> I, I remember watching the Time Bomb video on MTV with my brother when we were little. Oh, yeah. Black coat, black shoes, black hat, Cadillac, Cadillac. yeah. Was <laughs> a time bomb. I was right. You were woke. <laughs> yeah. Woke. Yeah, I mean, Rancid was was definitely a gateway thing in the 90s for a lot yeah. of us that were growing oh, yeah. up along that time period. Yeah. When you're eight or, what, eight or nine and seeing it on TV. And then yeah. uh, Green Day, too. I mean, that was one of the first CDs I had, that Dookie album. Right. Like, that was mm-hmm. the shit. When I come around, like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, oh, time of your dude. life was definitely Look, okay. the graduation time. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, have you, have <laughs> you seen, you, I hope you've seen it because I feel like you and I are pretty so close in age. Have you seen that movie Angus where like Green Day was pretty much the soundtrack to the movie? It's about that, the, like the big kid. No, I haven't. Oh, no. Fuck. I, I, dude, it's like a 90s movie and like uh, James Vanderbeek is in it. He plays the asshole jock in it. I might have because I had a thing for the Dawson's Creek back this, in the day. No, this was like pre Dawson's Creek. I don't like, want to wait. Yeah, no pre pre. <laughs> I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. No pre pre that. But uh, Green Day is like most of the soundtrack in it. It's Fuck. fucking legit. You got to check it out. All right, it's probably on YouTube or something. It's called Angus. Nice. Um, old school movie. But um, yeah. Old school with a K. Old school with a K. <laughs> but um, let's go ahead and. Uh, kick off some music here for you guys we're gonna go ahead and jump into the misfits night of the living dead on sound sister
Welcome back, guys. You're listening to the Sound Sister Podcast. That was some Misfits for you. One of my personal favorites. Oh, yeah. Who I doesn't love, love the Misfits? Uh, uh, Danny from Northside Kings. <laughs> <laughs> I can name a few people. <laughs> Damn. I know that YouTube video keeps, you know, finding its way in the news feed every so often. <laughs> That's infamous. That's like Arizona, or like Legend. legends now, yeah? Yeah. I remember when that video dropped, like, it broke KZ Punk. Not It broke. <laughs> Not as hard as he dropped. <laughs> oh! oh and we're out. <laughs> Hashtag I, did. Damn. I was, like a, I was like a teenager when I saw Northside Kings for the first time. I was working at Zia Records, and Danny Northside was this huge beefcake of a man. And I remember they played with a bunch of, like, hardcore and punk bands that day, but um, they were the only ones that were actually intimidating and... Like, on a terrifying level, I didn't want to say anything bad to Danny Northside. And then, years later, he socks Danzig in the face. And then uh, you would still see him around town at punk shows, like, all the time. And I'd be like, hey, it's that guy that punched Danzig in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone ever get knocked out by a punch? I'm just, I'm genuinely curious. I've had my bell rung a couple times, yeah. Okay. I can't say I've actually been hit. I don't know. I have. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> In the boob. <laughs> no, I've, I've been in a few fights myself. But that was old Angela. I don't like to promote <laughs> violence. I thought it was scrappy back in the day. But, you know, You're still scrappy. I am, I am pretty scrappy. <laughs> All right. Uh, in the room, we've got the Limit Club. Hello. All right. <laughs> Thanks for having us, guys. Thanks for being here. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So this is the portion where we ask you questions, right? <laughs> <laughs> where are we? <laughs> there was a, a drive into. Why do I have to be blindfolded coming in here? <laughs> <laughs> We're in Mesa, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what am I doing? Sound here? Sister <laughs> Studio. <laughs> we roofied them. <laughs> Come talk to us. Oh man. Oh, man. oh God. Oh, oh no, we. Oh. Oh, you got roofied? Uh, Did you get yeah, roofied? Yeah, What's I was about to ask if anyone else has been roofied before. Damn, man. Hashtag me too. Okay, first, first introduce yourself so we oh. know who's who's. who's uh, my name is Nick Dave. I am upright bass and vocals for the Limit Club, and I have been roofied. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hi, Dave. <laughs> so tell us more. <laughs> I mean, this is a great lead into oh, man. transition. It was your most recent birthday gathering. Oh, yeah, shit. This, yeah. is, this is recent. I yeah. thought this was... You know, an ancient story. Oh, Let's no, hear. no, 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 no. Uh, what is there to tell? Um, at Westgate, which apparently, you know, people get Westgate? roofied at. <laughs> oh, that's like, that's like down the street from his place. He lives wow. over there. Yeah, I live pretty far. Yeah. But, but uh, got a drink from a buddy of mine that obviously wasn't paying attention. And uh, so your buddy was supposed. So you weren't. It wasn't even you. You got secondary (laughs) roofied. Yeah, I did. So how (laughs) fucked is that? You're like, so I wasn't hot enough to get the main roofie. Oh god. I was. (laughs) It's it's the weirdest thing. Like only people that understand that have been roofied will understand this. But like you take the drink, and then not five minutes later, you are just gone. You are out. Done skis. Done. Like, I remember wow. just. All I really remember is uh, taking the drink, dropping all my stuff, falling to the floor, getting up, falling to the floor again. Oh, my and God. And then having everybody have to help me get to where, to a car, to our, my buddy's friend, my buddy's car. And, uh, 
Next thing I remember, I'm just in the bathroom, like in my clothes, puke all over myself and just wow. a mess. I want to give you a hug right now. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Especially now that you wash all that puke off. Right. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I mean, uh, oof, it's it really like puts uh, roofing into perspective. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm not, I, I don't really, I don't know when you, it's really easy to make jokes about roofing, you know, yeah. but then when it actually happens to you, it, you don't want to make that joke again. You right. Know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. feel bad. I'm you definitely sorry. don't want to roofie anybody. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so moral of the story. Watch your drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it's from a buddy. Yeah. That's, those, that's, those. that's the scariest part. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So on that note. <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay. So that was pretty, that was pretty terrifying. For you, I bet. But um, if I can just say on the other end of that spectrum, I was there with him partying that night and I thought you were just fucked up. Yeah, I thought. Oh, I, wow. yeah, I, think, I was I like, think everyone thought I yeah. was. I was yeah. like, damn, was Nick doing extra drinks or something? God, I wish. <laughs> You're just like, what? But happened? I mean, that's so pretty weird. scary. But all's well that ends well. You didn't get raped or anything. You sure. So, yeah. We're mm-hmm. yeah. in a safe space. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. I, yeah. I mean, the best you can hope for is that you don't get hurt. Yeah. Wow, that's some scary stuff. Wow. Yeah. Anybody else got a story like that? I don't know how to follow that up. (laughs) So did this other time? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about this new album you guys are about ready to drop. Yeah. It's called Kid Bitchin'. We've kind of put about, oh, I'm ashamed to say, almost two years of our life right into it. You know. Wow. Um, No shame. Yeah, I guess it's not shame because I'm really proud of the final result. But man. The, the crawl to the record release is just one anxiety after another, you know? Of course. <laughs> it's Here's my insights, Judge. And, and it's yeah. like two two years of building up to that point. Yeah. I mean, wow. yeah. that's a lot. You, you, it, it was kind of cool using that two years, though, because um, it was nice. It was nice uh, having to uh, kind of grow and evolve within that two years. So, you know, we had the songs we were planning on putting on the album anyway. And we were still writing in the process. So. Okay. So it was really nice to, like, when things happen, you know, good or bad, you were able to put them down onto paper and eventually onto the record itself. Mm-hmm. And it's just been, it's been, it's been, it's been a really cool experience as, as far as I'm concerned. Are you talking about personal experiences and writing them into the songs? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, for the uh, most part, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we've had we've had a lot of shakeups in the in the last two years. So, uh, any stories you want to tell behind some of these songs? <laughs> I want let's get the dirt. We're talking Come rotating on. band members. Yes. Shakeups. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah and mean, that's another. I mean, none, none of none of the songs I would say are about any rotating band members that um, in that two year period, but. There were definitely uh, inspirations, inspirations yeah. uh, from other sources uh, in, in our lives. You know, like we recorded in in Tijuana, like Tijuana, like not not in Tijuana. We recorded in San Diego. Ended up doing a trip in t- Tijuana for the day and got some material out of that. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. So you two were the main songwriters. Then how does that how does that work? Um, um, it it we don't really have like a format or a structure that we follow. We just kind of like get together in the band room, and I'll have demos, or we'll have a riff, and kind of throw them into the middle of the room and tear it apart. Yeah, some sometimes uh, we'll either have a full song written, or we'll have 
a parts of it and we'll just work on it together and complete and make it complete you're a lot better at coming to the room with full songs written i tend to rely on your skills as a bass player nico as a drummer miranda and kind of see what you guys where you spin it um because i know that no matter what i come up with as like a demo for the bass line you're going to do something that's kind of transcend beyond that anyway so that terrifies me too because sometimes <laughs> like you'll come up with bass lines and i'm just like how am i gonna do that a little suggestion isn't bad but <laughs> at the end of the day it has to have your stank on it you know otherwise yeah. otherwise it ain't the constructive <laughs> feedback I love yeah. it. we're talking I love about it. that exactly. yeah. and and for listeners who may not know and who we didn't get a chance to introduce you officially. Oh. hi i'm nick ferrato i play uh guitar and sing in the limit club uh, i'm miranda duffy i play guitar and sing in the limit club Okay. Uh, I'm Nico J. I play drums in the Limit Club. The Limit Club. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, how for new listeners or people that have not been privy to your music, how long have you guys been a band? Started in 2005. Yeah. It was uh, you started in 2005. Yes. Yeah. So, who's the original members of this band? The original member of the band is me, and I was 19 when I started the band. And so lots uh, of changes. Yeah, lots of changes. I mean, are you just kicking people out, or this like fuck <laughs> this shit? I quit. Dirt. We want I the dirt. What's going on, man? I had to kick a Give few me people the dish. out, but honestly, I don't like doing that at all because I keep I my band it. members really close, like family almost. In fact, I see them way more often than my family, so it's it <laughs> means a lot more to me than the average. You could have told me otherwise because I've been on edge like this whole time. Like, when is my day? <laughs> right. Looking for that pink slip. <laughs> it's going to be a brown slip. A brown slip? Yeah, so I started it when I was 19. Uh, I just kind of never stopped, and uh, here we are. <laughs> uh, I've, I've only had to kick out, like, one person, and it was because he was being a real asshole. And, uh even that, I feel like I could have done way better than I executed it. So, I don't know. I don't look forward to kicking anyone out of the band, you know. Word to the wise, professionalism, folks. <laughs> right, right. It's a long journey for uh, legitimacy. <laughs> I mean, I hear that is a pretty common thing amongst a lot of bands. You know, there it's either you're a party band, you're just getting together, jamming with your peeps, yep. or, or some treat it like it's a business. Or there's also that other angle that it's, this is we're creating art together and I'm birthing something with you. So yeah. we need to treat it as such. Yeah. I mean, pinks. <laughs> we're, not, we're not going there. We're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the limit club. It's we, not about the pinks. we do have three pinks in the room, though. We do have three pinks. That's right. <laughs> Does that make me the stink? <laughs> <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> <laughs> going back to the uh, guilty <laughs> going back to the, the art and the business aspect of it um, uh, it's really great creating the art but I find it really fun too on the business side as well because there's there is a lot involved with like on the business side you know sure, like trying sure. to trying to make your own publishing company uh, figuring out the royalties like like getting all that situated and right. and it's 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 a uh, it's it's an ever growing like learning curve that you're all that you're you're never gonna get a hundred percent right unless you're you know like really famous and popular in mm -hmm. Hollywood. So with this album, what marks this out is like what number albums has the Limit Club released? This will be our fourth full length record and okay. uh, first twelve inch vinyl. 
full lengths. Nice. So how do you feel the difference between EPs versus recording full lengths? There's a lot less stress and effort involved for an EP. I feel like you can put out an EP and if, if you focus on it, you can get an EP written in like a year and have that thing out. Right. Even less, really. Yeah, a full length record. Well, it depends on the unit, you know. True. Because previous units we've had, the process was so much slower. And that mm. sounds crazy, but yeah. Also, EPs are a lot cheaper. Truth. Fuck, <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> so that, that poses a question then. So I'm, I'm a photographer. I like to do art. So a lot of times when I'm putting up different sets of photographs, I think about the order and, okay, even though this is a great shot, I'm going to take it out because it doesn't make sense with the story. Mm-hmm. Did you guys feel the same way too when you're recording this album that you may have had some material you're like this doesn't really work with oh, yeah. with, with this vibe yeah oh, yeah, yeah it, definitely that um there were probably far, there were probably 20 songs that we were kicking around right and yeah. it came down to the best 12 yeah as far as like telling the story itself um uh we do for the album we do have like a loose narrative going on with it it's not you know like fully like a, it's not a concept right yeah there, exactly yeah. exactly but like there is you do want to you do want to think about uh, the the order of the songs and like what you want the listener to feel if they're gonna actually go through the whole thing in okay. one sitting, you know. And mm-hmm. that Nico was kind of the man behind that, the track order. Yeah, with track listing, probably. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and I can kind of um pitch in from the outside point of view because um, I've been friends with the Limit Club for a while now so I got to kind of get the behind the scenes of like songs they had in mind um, pretty well before the record was actually released so I got to see like I said behind the scenes to what actually made it and like seeing the differences and like how just the songs were differently in like articulation and all just like that fun stuff. Now are are you talking about uh prior to joining the band or yeah. joining the band yeah itself? no like oh, this okay. record prior to me joining okay okay, okay. <laughs> that's cool so that's that's a question so you guys say that it took you a couple years so for those that may not you know speak band lingo or know that that means you were just working on the material and perfecting it but the actual recording process how long have you guys been recording or laying down tracks how long well, did they that did take? it all at the same time well like, that, t- that took about a year because the the first few four songs we did it in San Diego. Okay. Yeah, and then. So was this current lineup all on the tracks, or is there some other people that have come and gone? No, that are well, featuring the band. Yeah, we we uh, we had like, I mean, when I joined the band, like you gave me Fratu gave me like a demo of probably around ten songs at least, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah, we went and recorded like. Uh, four of those, yeah, in San Diego first, and then Miranda wasn't in the band at times, or in the band at that time, so we, uh, yeah, we, like, had the four members, like, record their parts, like, while we were down there, but um, after the lineup changed, uh, we ended up just, like, having Miranda do all of, uh Redo the parts. Yeah, redo the parts okay. and stuff, so it would be her touch and stuff, because it's just, like, mm-hmm. mostly, like, us four on this whole 
record so um yeah and then and then when we went back to do the rest of the songs it was just like Miranda from then on out so Mm -hmm. that's cool so that must be interesting for the rest of you guys to see how you birthed this baby this wonderful (laughs) song right it's it's fucking killer it's got a crazy pompadour and we're loving it (laughs) (laughs) you just boiled down the entire essence of the record wow yeah sometimes sometimes the song has more of a flock of seagulls type of thing going on yeah with the hair with the hair not not the sound but the hair I'm digging it I'm digging it what's wrong with seagulls sound I know right not not nothing I'm just they got some good songs (laughs) they do (laughs) sorry I had a moment okay anyway back (laughs) right back so and then Miranda comes in, adds her Miranda spice, yeah. and so that spice is real too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how, I, you know, I, I, I know she likes to eat Mexican food. I went on tour and photographed <laughs> oh, the things, yeah. so I know she likes the spice. Yeah. Food. Anyway, where do I go with this? <laughs> anyway. We're talking well, about food now, right? 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 <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. Some Mexican food. That's, yeah. We're getting some burritos. We, every <laughs> so what you're saying is we're all getting burritos after the podcast. Let me tell, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Anytime I travel outside of uh, Arizona, unless I'm in California, I am not eating, me- or Mexico, I am not eating Mexican food. Right, right. It's not happening. It's true. It's not happening. There is, there is a difference. The Norn Mexican food is oh, definitely yeah. different than, I mean, there's places, I have friends that live in Pittsburgh, they oh, cannot no. yeah, East Coast, get no. any of the spices <laughs> or any of their they're having to resort to a lot. Anyways, we're going on a whole other thing. So back, we're in the burrito of the song, and we're loving it. And it's got yeah. flock of seagulls slash crazy pom going on, right? You say burrito of the song, and I'm loving it at the same time. <laughs> this is like a Taco Bell McDonald's like hybrid thing you're I'm, doing. I'm, right? I'm glad that you're on this journey with me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Miranda comes in and she adds her flair, her yeah. little like I, I would say she's a mango salsa. I don't know. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet and on, spicy. It depends on the day. Yeah, I think yeah. sweet and spicy. Yeah. I don't know. That it just, it just you know what? You're not wrong. Day. Sometimes you I've want known red, Miranda. Sometimes you want green. Yeah. What's it? What's okay. the equivalent of like Minnesotan salsa? <laughs> ketchup. I mean, I've just spent ketchup. I've spent more radish. It's spent, horseradish. No, no, horseradish, I hate right? horseradish. No, get out of here. <laughs> fuck horseradish. Um, fuck you and fuck, fuck horseradish. No, I've spent more of my life here, so I'd say like I'm more the like Arizona fucking. Pretty good Mexican food spice. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. You know, I stand corrected. But going back, so she adds her flair to it. Mm. So how was that to see this song change? Oh, I mean. I personally, it was fucking life changing for me because uh, we had, if I may say, I don't like to speak ill of the people that aren't around, but there was a bit of a drag on our process and it was like, it was weighing shit down. It was starting to fucking really depressed me um so the inevitable change happened and automatically we were rejuvenated we had all this new energy this refreshed look at everything it was fucking great and it's been really nice ever since um the songs teaching them to miranda was like nothing because uh she's a really good guitar player already and she can sing too so it was was great (laughs) nice well and that brings to one of our other questions miranda how is it trying to balance between... Because you're also in the Venomous Pinks as well. Right. Right? And then Limit Club. Two right. completely different types of bands. Let's talk about that. How do you balance your time? Um, Do you have any? <laughs> no. Um, for sure. It's not really. Um, at first, like, when Faratu and I sat down together and he was, like, trying to teach me the songs... Um, 
I think one of the most difficult ones for me to begin with um, was You Are a Lie. Because it's like, I'm playing like a pretty like leady thing that's yeah. not super typical for me. Yeah. Um, Band-wise, like in my free time, I do shit like that. But so I was like, this is fucking hard. Like, <laughs> how do I do this? And then I don't know, like a couple days later, I was like, oh, okay, like this is fine. So, I mean, I'm used to playing a lot of like punk and thrash. And so it was it was quite a change, I will say. But I've listened to Psychobilly for as long as I can remember. So it was almost like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like I kind of stepped right in and struggled for a second. And then it was like, oh, okay, it's pretty much, you know, like anything else, just a, a, like a little bit more flair, really. And then you were home in your I, own And now coffin. I don't have any time. That was cool on from my perspective to see that because – I don't write guitar, really guitar bits for uh, for for the band aside from you know like chords and whatever, but uh, seeing Nick teach Miranda everything that he wanted her to do was really cool to see, and uh, it was I was really proud of Miranda for like for doing it, you know, for like putting a hundred percent in and getting it done, cause. Like, if, if he tried to do that with me, I, I'd be out of the band. <laughs> well, I don't know. The other part was, like, like I said, like, I'm used to playing, like, a lot of punk and thrash. And so there was parts that Faratu taught me that was, like, all right, this is what we have established. And then there were times where he's, like, all right, write your, do your thing. Write your own shit. And I'd be here, like, what? Like, I, I, I don't know. I remember one of the first ones um, from this record. Yeah, from this record, one of the first things that I remember writing with the band or really with Faratra and I sitting down was a uh, wheel of self-destruction um, where I kind of started to put my spin on things. And it was interesting, almost like how easy it was to just pop something out. Like I thought it was going to be way more challenging than what it was. Right. You had your own little taste there. So you, you have good musicians instincts. Right. I, I well, I did that. notice that there was some like a little bit more punkier stuff. I mean, I mean, Psychobilly yeah. has that in its yeah. DNA anyway, but I did notice some of that influence. So it's really interesting to hear that you gave her that, you know, freedom to be able to really, really put her stamp on it. A That's lot of people that are established bands that already write music, especially you were working on it for a long time, wouldn't dare give that to them. So props to you, dude. Oh, thanks. Yeah, between that and like I said, like aside from being friends with them, I've been seeing them as a band, like even before Nico was in it, like we'd go to Limit Club yeah. shows together. So I kind of <laughs> like had, not necessarily refined, but I had a general idea of what the Limit Club sounded like. So now like when I go in and I like lay down this just like, dirty sounding guitar and dirty. like it's just to me it's even like sometimes i have to take a step back and i'm like oh wow this hasn't like it hasn't always been this way <laughs> so to go back to your point that you said you were going to shows i remember seeing post of you talking about how you were huge venomous pinks fan do you just manifest <laughs> yeah, no, dude. all yeah. you're like you look at a band creeper style in the back and say i'm gonna be in you. literally don't, no don't, I mean, don't it's insane it. okay that's what's crazy to yeah. me like both of the bands that i'm in have turned out that way like the first time I saw the Venomous Pinks, I don't even think Corey was playing with them. And it was like they were opening up for Anti-Flag. And okay. I was like, holy shit. Actually, the first time I saw it was either that or at Yucca. I remember but there was a time that there was a time that Nico was with me. And I like yeah. kind of like looked at Drea and like looked at Nico. Time. And I was like, 
Oh. You guys didn't open the mask she, in Twitter, did you? She could kill what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was I like, she's gonna, she could kill me. <laughs> yeah, could, it was. No, you're like, she could kill she me. Is like, and I'm I gonna didn't eat mind. Her yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah, I really didn't know what to think of it. I was like, they're. They're cool. And I was, like, really scared, but, like, really... Did you go up and say, I like your band? I don't think I did. No, okay, actually, Summer... I don't think so, but Summer gave me, like, an already autographed poster of them, Summer Perez, and it still hangs on my wall. Like, it's still there to this day. Have you signed it yet? Yeah, did you sign it? No. She drew drew herself in there. It's like a stick figure. Well, I remember, like, the poster, like, Juki was wearing an Iron Maiden shirt, and they just looked badass. I'm like, who the fuck are they? Yeah, do you know? That's what I was going to say. Like, do you remember, like, so I I used to play in another, like, little, like, garage pop punk band, and, uh, we were playing a show at the underground at the Nile, and Miranda was there because me and Miranda had been best friends. Yes, since, like, I remember that. When Juki gave us pins. Yeah. So I'm playing my set, and I'm playing <laughs> drums, and so I notice like some lady comes down from the upstairs, <laughs> and she like she comes over and she's like digging Who's mom the is set. That? I'm like, who's in- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, but like to be fair, yeah, there were like only like Wait, 15 year olds underground. What are you talking about? Juki. So, oh, so listen, so, no, this is the story. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, this woman, she's like digging the set, cool. She's like, she's like fist pumping and like trying to get people to like get into it. I'm like, cool, this is awesome. And she's like digging me. She's like watching me on the side. I'm playing she's drums. She's feeling it. She's feeling it, man. And so after the set, like me and Miranda are sitting outside and I'm cooling down. We were literally there. It was the smack dab middle of July. And um, I guess it was like the opening of the bar at the Nile. So that's why she was there. And there was stuff going on upstairs. So she came down to just check it out. And then, um, but yeah, she walks over to me and Miranda sitting outside. And she was like, to me, like, oh, hey, man, like, I really liked your set and this and that. And she's like, yeah, I play drums in a band called the Venice Pinks. And me and Miranda, like, shat our pants <laughs> immediately. And she was like. You're not wrong. She it was happened. like, yeah. And she gave us, like, some pins. It was like like one of those commercials when, like, the athlete, like, gives their jersey. Like, <laughs> you know? She's like, yeah, here's some pins. Yeah, like, she, like, pulls them out of her pocket. Yeah, and, and we, like, I, I'll be honest. I thought we were so cool. I thought I, it was the coolest Yeah, it was thing great. Ever. But I, like, immediately put it on my jacket yeah and i had it on my backpack that's also like, still there yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was yeah so cool. i mean that that like people will ask me be like oh how'd you get into these bands or whatever like you know like what's your band all about they kind of i feel like people usually assume i like started a band with my friends i'm like well these bands have like been established and i made them my friends you will love me that's and like i will play with you right yeah. yeah so it's it's really like for me i remember joining the pinks um from the start, it was really, like, insane to me to be like, wow, like, I used to go to their shows. I used to fucking listen to them. Like, they're fucking awesome. Now I play with them. Like, I remember the first show we played together at Yucca, I was like, yo, like, I just played a Yucca show with the Pinks. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this show. I mean, I remember you just doing the TBR documentary because I was like, that chick is badass with this crazy cool oh, hair. Yeah. And you, That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh Rico, he was like in that band with Gabby and stuff, doing the cover, the tribute for Brandon. Yeah, and and the next thing I know, you were like in the Pinks. And I was well, like, and that yeah. was funny because I was actually not even twenty one, but the only so I don't know somebody maybe it was Gabby talked to Ben to let me be there because I had um, been a part of that entire documentary. Like I went out to Wyoming with four strangers for Brandon's funeral. Oh. 
So I was yeah, like, yo, I want to be at this show. Well. Like, I did all this other stuff. Right. Let me come inside. And right. I think it was Gabby. Yeah, I put the show together. So, yeah, I remember. I'm like, who the fuck is this chick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's, that's, how, that's Gabby. That's Gabby. But I do remember. I was Gabby like. chaos, everyone. I was like. Who the fuck are you? I was all, she loves TBR. Her hair is red. Friend request. And then I saw these videos that you were posting of your yeah. acoustics on. Lots of alkaline true. I was a huge fan. And then, Gabby, didn't you suggest her into the pinks? Yeah, because I was following our Instagram. Like, I knew she sang and could play. Hell yeah. 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 It was Ferratu. I was like, okay, when you know you're going to, like, be looking for another member, you kind of hit up other bands and you're like, hey, dude, like, we're looking. Do you know anybody? Like, (laughs) keep it in the fam. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it in the family. Right. And he was like, yeah, hey, check out Miranda Duffy. And I was like, that's funny you say that because Gabby (laughs) literally brought her up. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And I remember that. I remember Gabby hit me up like maybe a day or two after I had posted like, I think like two videos in a day. I posted like a bad religion and no effects. And then like right after that, Gabby is like, hey, man, like, do you want to meet up with us? I'm like, what? (laughs) <laughs> Wait, so you kinda, you and like, she shit herself two vi- again two vid- <laughs> that happens a lot two videos in a day what happened to this like I don't have time this was before I was in two bands uh, okay, <laughs> okay, this I, is I, how I got in two bands <laughs> so yeah so back to my original point it's like insane that I did that and then it happened pretty much exactly the same with the Limit Club they were like hey um, we need a guitarist um, you play guitar and I was like here we go again. Like I've been seeing these guys. I've been going to their shows. I love their music. Like I remember one time at um, the Rebel Lounge. I'm pretty no. I'm pretty damn positive that it was a Venomous Pink's and Limit Club yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. There was a Venomous Pink's Limit Limit Club show at the Rebel Lounge. This is when the Rebel Lounge was pretty new, and I had um, created my fire. own Limit Club back back patch for my vest, and so I like sewed on this fucking patch, yeah, and I was all proud of it. School. Yeah, literally, yeah. I was so proud of this fucking patch I made, and I'm, like, kneeling down to tie my shoe, and Nick Ferratu comes up, like, behind me, and he, like, taps me on the shoulder, and he's like, hey, that's a cool patch. And I was like, what? Yeah, see, then I shat myself again, it just happens. So the moral of the story is, is you're making a patch for me that has a lottery ticket, because you just, like, manifest magic. Yeah, it's insane. So whenever people try to talk to me about it, like, I kind of remember again, and it just continues to blow my mind like i need you to make me a patch of a disneyland ticket stack there you go so the moral is you need to be house trained (laughs) (laughs) i love disneyland do you go every year for the halloween stuff uh it's been so year do you go (laughs) honestly it's been way too long it's been a couple years since i've been to Disneyland proper, but yeah. but I've I've been. There's supposed to be an audible gasp in the room when you. Said well, that. <laughs> but like I don't know, like it, that's because I'm trying to work on going to other theme parks like I Univers- get you. Universal oh, Orlando. Oh we got we like, gotta go to Harry like, Diagon Alley. We gotta oh, see Harry Potter, oh right? God. I feel oh like God. we're speaking the same language, oh you know? Yeah, Univer- Universal <laughs> Orlando is so much better than Hollywood because they have a Diagon Alley. I I haven't been to either one yet, but yeah, my husband's like, we need to go to see Harry Potter, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I agree. You need to. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, for a long time, we, uh, for a lot of years, except for the past couple of years, we every Halloween, of course, Nightmare for Christmas, which brings me oh. to an interesting topic, because see, I think I know go on this, going. go on this journey with me, Nightmare for Christmas, Danny Elfman, Lingo Blango. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You guys did a track, Only a Lad. Mm-hmm. I was listening to it. I was like, did they rip off? No, <laughs> <laughs> it's a cover. <laughs> Fuck. 
So whose idea was it to cover? That was a deep cut, by that, the way. That was mine. That I love, I love <laughs> that that song. It's one of my favorite. Which, by the way, Oingo Boingo Farewell Tour is the best. I like it better than their studio truth stuff. Be, to be truth honest. be told, the uh, truth be yeah. told, the farewell concert that they did um, in Hollywood, uh, the opening track, uh, I think it's like a tender lumping, lumping thing, mm-hmm. was a complete inspiration for the first uh, song on the album, oh, The Ballad of Kid Vision. Okay. If you listen to them back to back, you'll be like, okay, I see it. I see it. <laughs> I see it. I visualize this. No, it's, it's uh, Danny, El- Danny Elfman is, Danny Elfman is the man. I mean, yeah. he he's a brilliant, brilliant musician. And he, just like what he's done since Oingo Boingo. I mean, yeah. working with Tim Burton and doing of course. doing Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, going as far as to even uh, making the music for the Haunted Man, the version of the Haunted Mansion they call right. it Mystic Manor in uh, in to in a, I'm sorry in a Disneyland in Shanghai Disneyland. Okay. Oh, Hong Kong oh, wow. Disneyland. I Hong Kong Disneyland. Yeah. Like he made the music for that, and so he's so versatile. Because yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't know he did the theme song for The Simpsons. Yeah, yep. he did like Desperate Housewives. Pee-wee's he's done Playhouse. so. Oh yeah, Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> don't even get me started. I'm such. I'm a huge yeah, but he's old a, school Tim. All right, to be, to be fair it. though, he's, yeah. I, he like he takes a lot of jobs. Like uh, he did Black Beauty. He did Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. he did. Uh, but you can always Avengers tell. Two, yeah. When it's him, yeah. you can always tell. But he's not copying. Beautiful it's, mind. <laughs> it's within his own little, you know, Elfman role. Oh yeah. So I, I think a lot of people just definitely, obviously, go to Tim Burton to Danny Elfman. But I feel that they had this synergy that really helped create one another, and that's why it works. I'm such a huge old school Tim Burton fan. Like he's definitely a huge artistic influence. For I'm me. not sure if you saw Justice League, but uh, like, you know, like if, whatever, it's a movie. You know? No, no, I love I love comic book movies, but I actually haven't gotten a chance. Yeah, to see it, it, it's League a movie. Yet. You know, it's a thing. Yeah. But Danny Elfman ended up doing the music for it, and um, I like listening to the music way more than watching the what? movie. What? Okay, I see you smiling over there. Are you are you in agreement with just this Justice League? Uh, yeah. Review. Really? Yeah, it, it's I'm a huge a, Batman nerd, and they totally me too. they misrepresented the character of Batman. They made him the comic relief. You know, I it's hard because like I love Batman, but I love dark, gritty detective Batman. I'm not. I never was a fan of like JLA, campy stuff like that. But to know that to love Batman is to know that. That's like true. my favorite is like Tim Sale, yeah. um, Year One, Long Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, th- those those are the jam oh, well, because it. It gives that grit to Batman. I mean, he is the one superhero that it could actually be true. Right? Am I right? Yeah. You know know what no one talks about? Dark Victory. Dark Dark Victory. Ooh, Dark Victory is really good. Yeah, Yeah, you guys didn't know I was this much of a geek, did you? You guys are nerding out over there. Yes, Angela, we went on tour, I remember. I found some people. (laughs) Didn't you bring an Ewok? Like an Ewok on tour I did, I did. So I'm going to admit it to our listeners. I sleep with a stuffed animal every night. And... (laughs) And that's I brought a little Ewok on. T- Actually, it was my husband's Ewok, but <laughs> I slept with it. And that's all right. I, I have the same teddy bear I've had since my first Christmas. Thank you. See? <laughs> His name's see? Bedtime Bear. You know? Yeah. I, I <laughs> you really reached with that name, did you, buddy? <laughs> I give you a break. I was like one. <laughs> I think um, that, that time that you were with us, I had, like, a bench to myself in the back, and I, like, look up, and there's just this tiny... 
I couldn't tell it was an Ewok from the distance. I was actually kind of afraid of it. Because I just look up and there's just this like tiny furry thing in the dashboard. And you were taking a picture of it. I'm like, what is she doing? What is that? Who did we pick up? <laughs> is there a small fucking dog up there and no one told me? Drea, where'd you get that dog? Drea! <laughs> don't no. take Drea! For, for those of you guys that don't know, I uh, last minute hopped on the back of the tour bus uh, for the Venomous Pinks for their la- the three out of four dates for the Girl Gang Tour. You can head on um, our our website and it has my experience written up with all of my photos to match little self you know self-promotion plug there but yeah it was a great experience you know because I've um, you know in past episodes talked about how much I've um, photographed the pinks over time and it was just great to be a part of that experience especially when it was just all female warriors just coming together as you know one and it was something I'll never forget for sure so Yay! But the Ewok was there to represent. <laughs> that was, that was, it was wicked, by the way. That's the Ewok. That so. was the same tour. That was the same tour with Glam Skanks, right? Yes, yes. Glam Skanks, and then it was Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and Go Betty Go. And I went. Um, I didn't get to the Vegas, the Vegas date, but I was able to obviously go to the Tempe one, and then we went to Flagstaff, and then the Viper Room it was my first time at the Viper Room, so that was rad. So. Um, how is yeah, how is the out. Viper Room by the way? I've never I, been. You know, I love it. Was sold out. It was sold. It was <laughs> for, for me. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm talking about the ambiance. I, I loved <laughs> it. It was pretty creepy. I loved it. We went it. exploring. Like we went downstairs to like the underground whiskey bar, and like it was pretty creepy. Someone, oh, you know what that is? That's the ghost of River Phoenix just following. Exactly. Yes. No, we were we were we were like thinking about that. We were trying to figure out exactly where he died, and like I found myself googling it. But it was really like a weird ambiance like it gave me chills a few times yeah you know how much coke has been snorted in that right (laughs) sure yeah strippers passed you know no but (laughs) all you know all you you have to do is like if there's a carpeted area all you have to do is lick your finger put it down there you get like like some coke (laughs) there you go no but i actually from like 1989 (laughs) (laughs) no i actually i for me i felt that some of the best shots for me that I took was at the Viper Room, and it might have been just the vibe, but it was something that. So you do whiskey? I, what's that? No. <laughs> I actually, I was, I was sober. I, I, I sober. I was sober every time I photographed because I mean, they, they, the pinks literally. The yeah. <laughs> I mean, the pinks like. Yeah, I mean, the pinks <laughs> let me sleep on the floor, and I didn't have to pay. So I felt the do, you know, it was my duty to be focused and really get these killer shots and I wanted to do it justice That's because cool. there were uh, there was Billy Skelly who we're going to have on an upcoming episode he's an amazing photographer and he was there documenting as well but I was the only female photographer that was on three out of the four of the dates there were other photographers that I, female photographers that I saw but it was really great to feel a part of that camaraderie and all the bands really made me feel like I was a part of it because I was you know, it was that uh, female, you know, connect, connecting the time <laughs> together, you know, so awesome. it, w- it was a good, good time. But um, I liked the stage, you know, because the lighting yeah. was great. And then also the curtain, how it, it, uh, it there was a curtain that wrapped around the stage. And so oh. you could set up in between. That's and always oh, I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. Great. very nice. dramatic. Like, yeah, yeah. Thing. for whatever reason, I really liked the curve. To yeah, it. like it was just a nice. I don't know, like looking back at photos, I'm like, damn, that looks badass. Like the curved stage. <laughs> Did you guys sure. get a chance to kick it at Rainbow at the Rainbow Room? Uh, no, actually, we we 
we didn't do too much exploring because we had yeah. to leave the next Hollywood's day. Hollywood's expensive. Mm. Yeah. 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 Lemmy's not even there anymore. Yeah. yeah. I think they <laughs> sold the Viper Room now. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Sad. Wait, Sad day. Wait. Uh, didn't Johnny Depp have like an ownership of it or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, he's he's going through some shit. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, Johnny. I uh, he uh, Johnny <laughs> Depp. I gotta tell you, when I was when when I was when I was a kid, Johnny Depp, Crybaby. I remember watching oh, God, it. Yes. Oh yeah, all the, the movie John, changed my life. All the John Wa- yeah. Water movies. Me too. Wow, Me too. Such a great movie. All the John Waters movies. I didn't realize I loved them when I was a kid. USA used to play them all the time, yeah. and I loved anything that was fifties <laughs> rockabilly, whatever. Yeah. And I remember feeling very weird in a good way when Johnny <laughs> Depp came on. He was he was my first crush. He was. Oh yeah. So hot in that. And then and then Tracy Lords too. Oh, God, yes. I mean she God, I'm yes. like she's that, really pretty. That, I don't know. I feel kind of weird right now too still. That brings <laughs> that brings me back to watching uh, Selma Hayek and Desperado for the first time. Oh yeah. 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 I've heard that going, many times. Going going back to Crybaby. That's a great movie. Yeah. I love that movie. But I could never get over the fact that they are not playing the instruments the way they're supposed to. Oh you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like I, <laughs> I know Johnny, but I think that they did it on purpose too, because yeah, that's very John Waters, yeah. right? But oh, nowadays, yeah. nowadays, if you're not doing it like Coco, like Coco, that movie like, was perfect. amazing. Oh my god, that shit made me cry. Dude, I cannot. Wa- I've watched it 50 million times, and I cry every time. Every Remember time. Remember me? Yeah, it's I really can't. Nice. It's really well done. I can't yeah, even. As a guitarist, you'll appreciate it too, because the fingers are doing exactly what's being played. Yeah. You mentioned that. That's great. People look at me like I'm crazy because I haven't seen this children's movie yet. But <laughs> it's I am a family a movie, goddammit. <laughs> okay, but I don't know that I'm gonna go. I don't know that I'm gonna go to the movie theater to see a family movie by my goddamn self. Dude, it's Coco. It's so great. I, yeah, it's so amazing. I mean, but what gets you? What was the most tearjerker part? I mean, there's multiple parts. Yeah, for me. When he connects with his ancestors and they're in the ghost realm and. All this, all this so shit. the entire oh, movie. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Spoiling the, it. The part, the part that got me was, uh, <laughs> was when he did God. the, uh, the so. ballady. Uh, remember me? Oh, I know. I like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I cry every. I cry oh. every time when he's singing to little baby Coco. Oh. Yeah. And then, but <laughs> and then what yeah. gets me even more oh. is at the end, the end song. At the end, I'm like, I can't, I can't. The Nana. This when, is what I get dinner when she when she when she is. Oh man, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Nick Ferrati's tearing up. I have done my duty. The I love, I love <laughs> the grandma. I love, definitely. I love, made how, me I love how Coco uh, in in her you know dead state, she still looks the same. Like, oh yeah, kind of like big and stuff. But so I can only imagine like um, the, yeah, right. <laughs> like, I can only imagine her her mom. <laughs> Like, what age did her mom die? Because, like, she seems really young. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, there's a weird there's a weird. Did thing you say Coco and Coco. then she? Like, is Coco not the little kid? Nah. No. No, Coco is the grandma. Fucking God. You know that, about some kid named you, you, Coco. All right, you know what? You need to, like, not. Go home and watch You just confused me it. even more. <laughs> you need to watch this movie. No. <laughs> no, only thing I know we'll about watch this it movie. together. No, so, 
Logan came and saw us play at Rebel Lounge, and I was wearing my creepers. I have, like, the white and black creepers, and he was like, oh, nice Coco shoes. That's all I know. That's all I know. That's my only knowledge of this movie. I love that. I love how the grandma. I love how the grandma is just, like, beating the shit out of the kid with her, uh, with her slipper. Yeah, not the chocolate. Why am I trying to watch this? I'm going to get triggered. Uh... God, no way. Yeah. So, on the chunkla note, <laughs> uh, let's take a music break. Uh, let's let's play something off the new album. Do you guys have any uh, any suggestions? Uh, how about "Didn't See Nothing"? All right. So here's "Didn't See Nothing" by the Limit Club. actually recorded the new album give me some deets uh so we recorded the first four tracks in san diego with kenny he used to be in the quakes and uh i've known his bands that he's been playing in black jackets and then ak um they do all kinds of cool punk stuff and he's been a really good friend of mine so we did something new we said we said hey why don't we just go to san diego and see how that is recording with him and it was really fun but it was also fuck expensive <laughs> right so um especially that uh tijuana side Thing. Well, that was expensive <gasps> for you, buddy. Yeah, 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 you guys went like five times in the week we were there. Five times? No, Lionel. Okay, Lionel times. definitely was there five <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah. I don't know how many times you guys were accompanying Once. him. Just the Lionel. one time? Just the one time. If you guys Damn don't know Lionel. who Lionel is, he's uh, he's basically like 
a fifth member. Of, he's always around. He's like a presence. <laughs> but uh, he's also really talented, and he did our most recent music video for Painless. That'd be fucking great if he just, like, jumped. Yo, like, he always announces himself. <laughs> <and watching. laughs> he's here. <laughs> I feel like you guys need to post, give us a photo so we can put with the podcast. Of oh. <laughs> oh, we'll give you something. We'll give you something. So, yeah, so we recorded the first four tracks. Miranda wasn't in the band yet. So we had a different guitarist that recorded with us. Um, we scrapped all those bits and had Miranda redo some better stuff. Uh, and we recorded with Derek Fish. And Fish. He, he has a studio called FC, which stands for Fuck City Studios, um, that he's been running for fucking 15 years now. In fact, he's recorded all the Limit Club stuff. Very yeah, little fucking goes that? on in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he recorded all the Limit Club stuff and cl- except for those four tracks that we did with Kenny. Which is really weird to say, but that's the truth. Um, and you're huh. sticking to it. Yeah, because he... Are we? Because he... Know. <laughs> I don't know. I, we started working together when we were both young and inexperienced, and we kind of grew up learning all this stuff together. So I've seen his talent go from, like, uh, recording in his living room um, on a laptop to having all this fine equipment in his own studio, and now he's really fucking good at what he does. So it's great. I don't, I don't mind working with him at all. Um. So yeah, that's about it. Wow. Okay. Um. Did he? So he mixed and mastered it then. He mixed it, and then we had Renee from the Brains and now Necromantics do the mastering. Okay. Um, Damn, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, word of the wise: if you're gonna do uh, digital and vinyl, uh, make sure to master for digital and for vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two different masters. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what that's what my next question was. Did you purposely mix it the way it is for your vinyl record, or did you do both? So it sounds like you did both. Yeah, yeah we, we did do, both. You have to do both. Yeah. You have to okay. do both. So the digital is the same as the CD. So that's I, I guess it's a different setup altogether to do the because on the uh, vinyl master you it's you have to equate for a physical needle being dragged across the the groove of the record. So I guess it's a different process altogether. Mastering is still one of the parts of putting together an album that mystify me completely. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is that it sounded um, not complete before we gave it to Renee, and then okay. when he sent it back, it was like, holy shit. Yeah. Everything was pushed out to the side where it needed to be. It was just such a more complete picture, and there were a couple drafts that we went through. Like, the first one was a little overdriven still. It was like, oh, you almost pushed things out a little too far, and the bass is, like, taken over or something. And then... He gave me like four different mixes, and by the final mix, it was like, "Wow, this is fucking good. This is like the best thing we've ever recorded." So, well, how'd you hook up with him? Um, I am like a psychobilly networker. Okay. <laughs> I remember meeting him yeah. um, when we opened for. Yeah. Oh wait, it was both of them. Yeah, brains, yeah. brains, and the, and the neck romantics uh, at the Nile. Yeah. And he was he was talking to me because I for, I'm sorry I forget what does he play in the brains he doesn't play drums in the brains he right? guitar. Guitar, yeah, guitar yeah the drummer guitar for the brains you, is yeah. insane so yeah he came up to me and was like oh like hey like how do you like play standing up and he started talking <laughs> to me he's like yeah because when I play in this and that so I like he kind of like mentioned that he played drums and stuff and then yeah then later he said he started playing drums in the necromantics yeah. standing up Standing yeah, up. so there you go. So I taught him everything he does, <laughs> is what I'm saying. I love it. I love it. So no, I actually, uh, I hit him up a long time ago. You hit, wait, first you, you hit up uh, Necroman first, and then Necroman uh, recommended Renee to you. Later on for mastering, that's what happened. That's yeah. what, yeah, that's what I'm talking um, about. Yeah. But before we recorded a note with anybody, I was kind of shopping around because 
I wanted to do something different. We, I felt like we were kind of in a rut, and we, we hadn't gone through our drastic change yet with Miranda joining. So it was like, oh, God, I just wanted to break the mold. And so one idea was doing San Diego with Kenny. Another idea was doing something with Tim Polcat. And then another idea was the I knew that Renee was doing recording and engineering too, but at the time he still lived in Montreal. So I sent him a message and asked, hey, what would it cost to bring you to Phoenix and do a record with us? And he quoted me what was a fair number, but out of my price range. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, we're going to go to San Diego. <laughs> uh, and then in the interim, he joins Necromantics and moves to Los Angeles. And it's like, oh, shit. I saw him at a show. We played with Brains and Necromantics. And then it was like, hey, are you still interested? And he told me, yeah. So I just did it. And uh, the results are really good. I'm really pleased with it. So it's a good gamble. I think you should coin BM before Miranda. BM. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Like, All that time. I do what? <laughs> it was. It was like a religious but be awakening. Careful, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can get mixed up. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, Faratu, I've known you for a while, man. Yeah. We go back. It's crazy. Since you were a baby bat. That's <laughs> what we keep calling you. A little baby bat. Little baby bat. Is that a baby bat? Yeah, baby bat. Hashtag baby bat. Can you guys play the sound of like a ship at sea going, Murr. <laughs> 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 uh, Well, to be fair, before you got here, we put in a decent amount of effort to figure out what like before what you would have been before a Ferratu. We yeah. did in our intro. Oh. <laughs> so, baby bat oh. was the best. I like it. I like so it. baby bat to Ferratu. You've, I mean, we've played shows numerous times over the years. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite local band that you like to play? Don't feel pressured to say it. My band. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, recently, real time. I'll right tell now. you. I'll tell you the truth. Recently, I saw a band that blew my mind, oh, and I was God. not. Ex I was expecting him to be good because I knew the drummer, and he he and I go way back. But then when I saw him, it was it was pretty mind blowing. L yeah, Las Calacas. Yeah, Las Calacas. The Calacus. band that you just saw and they covered oh, El Sonadito. Yeah. Oh, oh God. my God. Yeah, they do cumbia, oh. but they they do the same thing that psychobilly does to rockabilly, where it, it, they take it from a traditional um, kind of like I've heard that before sound to something fucking exciting and mind-blowing um they they add a, a good amount of energy to it speed everything up the drums hit harder oh and it just it makes you move you can't i'm a fucking gringo but that like, doesn't exactly answer the question because <laughs> i couldn't help but move i couldn't the, help yeah move. i know right you, can, you can't stop moving but yeah. that doesn't exactly answer the question because we've never played with them yet Is, was that the question i said what's your favorite band to play shows with oh yeah. over the years i mean there's been a lot there has been yeah uh I haven't played a show with them yet, but that would be cool. Yeah. I love how we've played a bunch of shows together. That kind of, I always want to come back around to that, see if we can include you guys, you know. Um, but you know what's really weird is so many bands that existed when we were kids that we kind of looked up to have ceased to exist. Yeah. Um, some I know are going to cease to exist soon, you know. It's like, how the fuck are we still around? It's weird. So what do you guys have coming up next? When's the release show again? The release show is uh, coming up this Saturday on the 15th of September. Where is it at? That's going to be at Rebel Lounge. And that is with Tombstone, The DeVillains, and Ghost Light Review. Awesome. Is there a cover? Or? Uh, the cover is going to be $12, $10 before the show. And it's all ages, too. So that's Yeah, it is nice. all ages, yeah. yes. Anything else up, up and coming that we should be on the lookout from you guys? Uh, 
possibly Nick's gonna make that groaning sound. Music videos <laughs> or something. Yeah, we're gonna have to yes, do a new music video. Yes, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna Promote be releasing. Promote our next uh, single whenever we do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think be. the next single is going to be "It's Not Me," which is the uh, off of Kid Bitchin'. And Bitchin'. um, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do a Bitchin'. we'll do a, we'll do a music video for that. And I think around. Um, uh, I'm gonna give it spring 2019. We're gonna shoot for a tour. Nice. Any specific spots or any? It's just kind of I, touring. We're we're manifesting. Get mm-hmm. that patch made, Miranda. Well, it's like a, <laughs> uh, California is always a great place to go. California, Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I think we're gonna try to sh- uh, sh- uh, try Reno. Um, I'd really like to go back. We we'd like to go to uh, to uh, Colorado sometime again. It's been a long time and. Uh, and then later on down the line, a European tour is going to happen. Damn, that's great. So where can people look for updates from you guys? We, uh, first, uh, limitclub.com. And uh, from there, you can go to our uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. Why not shoot over to Spotify as well? Get us some plays. Nice. Well, want to thank you guys for coming to the studio and talking to us today and all those listeners that are still tuning in. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. All right, I'm Dre Adal. You're listening to the Sound Sister Podcast. I want to thank the Limit Club for coming in, you guys. Thank you so much. Make sure you check them out on Spotify. They've got videos on YouTube. Go like them on Instagram. Uh, go out to the show on Saturday and pick up the album. Uh, tune in, check us out next time. And on that note, we're going to end with another Limit Club track called It's Not Me. Everything is hazy, yet it's better than the truth. The mind is running circles, no control to self-subdue. What if I never gazed into that cool, malicious stare? A single thought runs through my mind, it's all that I can bear. And what you got there, held by your pretty little hand. Well, it's the heart of my sleeve, you can keep it while it lasts. Well, it might be low, and it might pop out. Tell me, isn't that what the game of love is all about? Tell me, isn't that what the game of love is all about?
isn't that what the game of love is all about? Tell me, isn't that what the game of love is all about?